Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, we have officially entered the dog days of summer. No OTAs to talk about. There's plenty of rumors. No uh, training camp until late July. Nothing of on-field activities to sit here and dissect and overreact to. But we do have some other interesting things we can get into, such as NFC drafts that we can build rosters from. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to this edition of the EPA podcast brought to you by Weeding Green Nation. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms. Over at the Philly Pod, do the same for the other host on this show. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Shane Half NFL, much cleaner Twitter handle. Are people getting used to that handle now, Shane? Are people able to find you? Okay, is this is this I, working I for so, you? Except for the co-host of one of the other podcasts that I do, I do a podcast called Birds of the Round Table with a few oh other Philly podcasts, and uh, they still they they're still on the struggle bus with not saying half and half underscore tpl anymore but we're getting there i I told them i'm gonna wait until they're used to it and then i'm gonna change it again and then we're gonna switch it up again so that's like how many podcasts you're on now you have that you have chalk talk how many how many pods are we up to on the shane half docket now uh just three right now just chalk talk that one and and epa which we're not doing weekly uh, anymore my others are still weekly Mm because it's a little more chalk talks a little more whole nfl there's more to talk about and birds of the round table we just find something to talk about and it's struggle sometimes but we've been having a good time with it so uh yeah so three right now till post game shows start back up and i cannot wait for season to get started so we have real football to talk about yeah it's been like uh the last day of otas was the eighth so it's been coming up two weeks now and it's it feels like two years (laughs) the way this time is going it's funny you mentioned that because on my show it used to be like during otas and everything was happening i was doing shows like every two days and now I'm trying my very hardest to do weekly shows, and it's tough. It's tough to scrape the barrel to uh, to find content. But you get creative, like we're doing on today's show, where we are basically taking the pool of all NFC East teams. We're taking a, uh, like we're gonna do- take D roster all of the NFC East teams, throw them into a pool, and Shane and I are going to draft our own rosters using those players, and then pit them against each other, and put a poll up on Twitter, and the whole bit at the end, and you guys can vote on who has created the. Uh, the better roster. So Shane, I will defer the first pick to you, my uh, faithful cohort. You've been good on this show. You have earned the first pick and I will give it to you. So I'll let you pull everything up and you have it all nice and organized here for us. Um, so in, in as a reward for the extra preparation, you can have the first pick. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, uh, so we're, it'll be a 22 round draft. We're going to draft towards 11 and personnel on offense, nickel personnel on defense, but there's a little bit of like flexibility in defense, whether you're going to be like a four-two-five team or a three-three-five team. So we're sort of reflecting that here. It'll be a little fluid, and there's like a balance you have to strike 
when you're doing one of these, especially on like an Eagles podcast with like mm-hmm. taking the best players versus pandering to your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately for the first pick, you can do both. You can take the best player and <laughs> pander to your audience. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Jalen Hurts. Uh, quarterback's the most important position. Uh, Jalen Hurts almost doubled up Dak last year in terms of EPA per play. Uh, he had 38 combined touchdowns to six interceptions versus 29 to 17 for Dak. Uh, his turnover-worthy play rate was 1.8% compared to Dak's 3.8%. And so I think there's a pretty sizable difference in the play of Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, most important position. Uh, so I'm going to get that one on the board first. Yeah, I, feel I was pretty much, uh, you know, figured that was going to happen. So <laughs> that's why I defer the pick. You got to you gotta come to terms with losing uh, Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. Now, the good, the good thing that comes from that is that you know, or at least I'm going to assume that a run of quarterbacks between the two of us isn't going to happen. So I can hold out for one for, for a little bit. And by doing so, I'm going to take arguably the second best player in the division in Micah Parsons. I'm going to get the cornerstone of my franchise. I'm going to get that and place him in his uh, 13 sacks last year, uh, arguably one of the greatest defenders in the league. He's on pace to people already unseating Lawrence Taylor. I wouldn't go that far, but people are saying he's on trajectory to uh, to, to, to be potentially one of the greater linebackers slash edge rushers, whatever you want to call him. I can somewhat pander because he became a national superstar at Penn State, so I can at least you know do that for the fans, and he's doing his very best to not uh, make it known that he wants to be an Eagle, even though we know deep down that is the case. Uh, but I think he is the best defensive player in the division, and I'm going to make him the cornerstone of my roster and draft him uh, at this pick here, Shane. All right. Uh, where Do you want him slotted in as defensive end or an edge right now? I will take him as an edge. I will okay, we can edge. switch it later if you want to. There's a little bit of uh, ambiguity. We'll like, we'll he play. started to play more defensive end last year. He's supposedly put on weight, anticipating playing more defensive end this year. So I think there's a lot of flexibility. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, with Micah Parsons, but that's a great pick. I, I thought about going that direct. I would that would have been my pick as well if I yeah. had the number two pick. So you get to take two in a row here to send it back to me. So Micah Parsons is one. Who are you going to take for your second pick? For my second pick, I'm going to make sure I have a bona fide superstar on offense for whatever quarterback I end up with. Arguably the best receiver in the division. I'm going to say he is the best, even though uh, the NFC East is one of the better divisions as far as wide receiver talent goes, but I'm going to take A.J. Brown, number one, because I don't need Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown to give me issues on your roster. (laughs) I'm going to take him and make sure that he can help elevate whatever quarterback I have in the later rounds. I think he is the most complete receiver in the division. I do like Terry McLaurin very, very much. He's probably my second choice. I think C.D. Lamb is a very good. I don't know if I can solidify him as like a true, true number one. I think A.J. is the clear number one in this division, and I will take him as the first pick for the offensive side of the ball for me. Yeah, I think A.J. Brown is, I had him a cut above everybody else in the division in terms of receiver. There's a lot of good receivers in the division, but Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown is a step above everyone else. So I I think that's a great value pick as well. So comes back to me with two picks now. Mm. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to pander to Eagles fans here. I'm going to make a duo of Eagles selections. Uh, Since Micah Parsons is off the board, uh, I'm going to take Lane Johnson to be my right tackle. I thought about Uh, it. Yeah, (laughs) he is. I mean, he's by far, I think he's the best offensive tackle in the game. When you Mm -hmm. look at other options at right tackle, Mm -hmm. uh, 
in the division. You know, you've got Terrence Steele, Evan Neal, who struggled in his rookie season, but I still have a lot of hope for them. But nobody compares to Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will take Lane. And then I'm going to take Hassan Reddick. Uh, yeah. You got Micah Parsons. I can't let you get Micah Parsons and Hassan Reddick. <laughs> Although I have no idea how you would play Micah Parsons and Hassan Reddick on the field together. That would be an incredibly light edge duo. Mm. Uh, but I'll take Hassan Reddick and get him off the board so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah. Watch. Well, <laughs> that would have been a heck of a uh, heck of a uh, edge rushing duo. We might see a glimpse of that as Eagles fans if, if Nolan Smith can become that later on. Uh, but that is a very good pick. I'm not upset uh, about that. For me, I will uh, to do my due diligence on um, going to my pander for the Eagles, and I'm going to take Jordan Malata as my left tackle. Uh, now, I think that he how do I, how do I put this nicely? I feel like he had a chance to be better last season. I don't think he he kind of kind of played to the level he did the year prior. Uh, but he's he's by far I think the best left tackle. I'm going to take the guy that is going to have to protect. My <laughs> my my quarterback. Um, we all know that the Eagles like to build through trenches. I think every team should prioritize the trenches, and I'm going to do so because if I don't, you will probably go down a run of taking the entire Eagles offensive line, and I can't let you do that. So I will take Jordan Malata with my uh, with my next pick, Shane. All right, yeah, uh, I, it was a tough call for me uh, between Jordan Malata and thinking about um, Andrew Thomas, the mm -hmm. Giants. Uh, think Thomas is a little is a better pass blocker. I think so. Too. Jordan Mailata is a much better run blocker. So you kind of get into run blocker versus pass blocker uh, in that regard. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Mailata maybe took a small step back last year. I think he was playing through some injury things. But I'm glad you think that too, because I was like, I better not be the only one who, th who thinks this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he allowed six sacks, 39 pressures last year. Uh, but he was still ranked second in ESPN's run block win rate metric. Mm -hmm. And so uh, really good at moving people in the run game. I thought he did take a small step back uh, in his pass blocking last year, but I think it's possible there were some injury things going on there too. Mm -hmm. Like I know there were some reports of him being limited a little at times. So I I'm anxious to see how he does this year. Hopefully he'll take another big leap forward. Yeah. We all hope that that's going to be the, uh, be a, be the case with my next pick. I'm going to go a little outside the box here. Well, I don't know how outside this is going to go, but I'm going since I already have Michael Parsons off the edge. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a defensive end that will also wreak havoc in conjunction with uh, with with uh, with um Michael Parsons, and I'm going to take Montez Sweat as defensive end. I need his seven sacks from last year. I think he's a uh, an underrated defender. I think that he makes. He's one of the few good things on that on that commander's team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think um, um, Deron Payne, he's he's over there on that. Is that yeah, Deron Payne? He's over there on the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, I think Montez Sweat has pretty much surpassed what Chase Young was supposed to be at this point. I know the hype is there. They didn't even pick up his option, uh, Chase Young, to this point. I think Montez Sweat and uh, Michael Parsons would be a very <laughs> formidable uh, duo off the edge or defensive end edge, however you want to however you want to structure it. Uh, but I really like his game. And I think that he has a chance to be uh, one of the premier uh, defensive ends in today's game. Yeah, his uh, 62 pressures last season, uh, a big uptick. He's definitely a player that, like you mentioned, he outpaced Chase Young. Mm -hmm. And obviously Chase Young's had injury issues. And so I don't yeah. think it's a sign that the commanders are done with him, that they didn't pick up that fifth-year option. Uh, but 
you could see a similar instance to like Daniel Jones, who the Giants didn't pick up the fifth year option and they signed him to a big contract. That's certainly possible. So we'll see how that goes next year. Yeah, we'll have to definitely see how how uh, how that turns out. That that was my second pick, right? Yes, it was. I'm up for two now. Oh, no. All right. Well, (laughs) see how this goes, because I'm eventually I'm going to need some offensive players. Yeah, so who are you about to pick? Give me some insight here. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna hope he makes it to to the next one. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm. I, I was about to make our first Commanders pick, and you beat me to it. But I'm gonna mm. go ahead and go uh, with safety Cameron Curl. Whoa. Okay. Not because I, I don't. This is earlier than you would draft Curl based on how good he is. It's more of a statement to how poor safety is in the division. Yeah, I was and I say, do you think, value safety in this draft, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it's less like thinking safety is the most important. It's less thinking he's a top five safety. I think he's a top 10 to 12 safety. Mm. I'm not impressed with safety anywhere else. So as I looked at like positions, uh, it was one of the positions that there was just a big gap in terms of what's available and so yeah, i'm right. gonna draft cam curl there just to get him off the board i think he's the only good safety in the division there's mm. lots of mediocrity everywhere else <laughs> uh and then i'm gonna go to another position that i think there's a pretty big drop off and that's tight end and i'm gonna take dallas goddard oh, okay. uh, 71 receptions for 843 yards four touchdowns last year while missing some games 11.9 yards per route run uh, he's near the top of the league every year in yards per target. Uh, he is a bona fide weapon who does not put up Travis Kelsey numbers because he plays in an offense that runs the ball a lot and has A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. Remove one of those guys or remove both of those guys like the Chiefs did trading Tyree Kill and his numbers would go through the roof. So I think Dallas Goddard's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I think he's a bona fide top three tight end in the league. Uh, and far and away the best tight end in the division. So give me Cam Curl and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, two picks. I did. I certainly didn't see coming. The Cam Curl is shocking, but you look at the rest of the safeties, and you're uh, you're not getting you're not getting a lot there. So uh, two very very uh, intriguing picks there. I'm going to go. I thought when you had said when you had to lead with your your second pick, and you were saying you're going to pick another position. Um, I, I was scared you're about to take this guy because it's a position that the league doesn't value much anymore. But if I am going to have A.J. Brown on offense and still don't know who my quarterback is, I'm going to draft Saquon Barkley because I think he is the best running back far and away in the division. He can literally the entire offense. He can control a game for you. He can take over a game for you over 1,300 yards last year. I believe he had over 50 receptions. You can plug him in anywhere. And as long as he stays healthy, I mean, it's he's, he's difficult to stop. And I shudder to think about what an offense would look like with Saquon Barkley and A.J. Brown. Uh, together so I'm going to take uh, the best running back I think in the division I think there's a lot of good ones I like Brian Robinson I certainly like Antonio Gibson I like both backs the Eagles have you know injuries aside and uh, Tony Pollard's nice but you know what's he going to do without Zeke so on and so forth so I think Saquon has the chance to to really make my offense complete when I put it all together (laughs) all right yeah Saquon Barkley uh, I had him slightly ahead of Tony Pollard. I did have it pretty close, though. Uh, mm. I ultimately gave the edge to Saquon. So I guess, spoiler alert, who I'll pick later. Uh, now that you <laughs> can't take another running back, but uh, that's where, I, that's where I'm going to end up at running back. But I think, I think Saquon is a good pick, you know, especially since you're going to have a subpar quarterback. So, yep. Speaking All of right, which, so you get one more here. 
Who do you got? I'm going to take one here. I'm going to take quarterback. And as much, I have to take him by default because he's, he's the second best quarterback in the division. And as much as I may like the, the raw talent of Sam Howell, as much as you could maybe trust Jacoby Brissett and maybe like Daniel Jones did show, you know, kind of better and not in love with Marcus Mariota, I'm going to have to take Dak Prescott. Like he's just the second best quarterback in the division. And there's some things he has, he still has to win in the playoffs. Um, but he's, he puts up the numbers. We'll see what he does without Kellen Moore. I don't know what Mike McCarthy plans to do with them because he didn't do a lot when he had Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Um, but I think Dak, if you surround him with enough people, as you've seen when he was with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and Zeke in his prime, like if you put enough pieces around him, he can be a good quarterback. And I intend to put enough good pieces around him in this offense. So as long as I do that and I can minimize his mistakes, I think Dak will be all right in, for my team. <laughs> so, before without the I league answer, leading interceptions, without the league leading interceptions, <laughs> yeah, while missing games, uh, while before, missing games. <laughs> before I input that pick for you, let me just pull a who wants to be a millionaire and ask if that's your your final answer because you could save Dak till round twenty two. I can't take him. So, do you want to take a position that both of us can still draft and save Dak for later? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose I should. I was just figuring, like maybe I got. Yeah, I guess we're we're only slated for one quarterback here, so I will. I will go with another Eagles offensive lineman and I'll take Jason Kelsey at center. And I don't even have to explain that one because we all know what Jason Kelsey does. And uh, yeah, maybe one good year left, but we don't factor years into this exercise. Uh, I will have Jason Kelsey as my center. I like him more than obviously any other one in the division. Thanks for the I, mulligan. I retract my statement and I'm putting in that <laughs> quarterback right now. I, I could was, save him Jay, for the final pick. I guess I could have. Yeah. yeah, Jason Kelsey. Uh, I probably would have taken him in this run of picks. Uh, so I'm going to take my right guard here and I'm going to mm. take Zach Martin. Oh, uh, I think people forget how good Zach Martin was. Like there was a time that you had uh, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick before he retired. Uh, Tyron Smith before he got injured every year and Zach Martin on that Cowboys offensive line. And it was every bit as elite as the Eagles offensive line is now. Mm. And Zach Martin's kind of the lone bastion that's still there. And mm. he's still playing every year at a high level. And, you know, last season he allowed zero sacks. He only committed one penalty. He was third in the league in pass block win rate. And people just don't talk about him anymore, but Zach Martin's an incredible offensive guard. Uh, and, there's just a weakness there. There's some thinness there uh, in the division at right guard. So uh, I'll take Zach Martin for my first pick. Good and pick. then for my second pick, I'm going to go to the interior defensive line. Mm. And I'm going to take my guy, Dexter Lawrence. Uh, and I've got to drop one of my – I'm obligated to drop this stat every single time I talk <laughs> about Dexter Lawrence. Um, but – Dexter Lawrence last year generated 29 pressures from a zero technique. Nose tackle lined up, heads up on the center. Hard place to generate pressures from. He did 29. How many pressures do you think second place generated from nose tackle? 15. Eight. <laughs> oh my God, single digits? Jeez. Single digits. He had seven and a half sacks aligning primarily at nose tackle. He's number four in pass rush win rate, and he does it from a position where people just are not able to rush the passer from. I think Dexter Lawrence is, I think he's the best defensive tackle in the NFL. And so I think he's a great player. 
I would love to have him in Philadelphia. I can't get him out of New York into Philadelphia, but I can get him on my fantasy draft here. So Dexter <laughs> Lawrence, uh, my first uh, giant pick here. Yeah, you really are doing the Eagles philosophy and prioritizing the trenches. I'm going to do the opposite here because I feel like he might be your next pick because Jalen Hurts got to throw to somebody. <laughs> and maybe you're <laughs> waiting until the eighth round pick to take whatever's left but I won't let you have Terry McLaurin. Give me Terry McLaurin to pair him with A.J. Brown. We might – I understand the defense needs some help, but I intend to win every game 56-49 to 49, if that's the way I has to do it. I love Terry McLaurin. I love his speed. He makes that commander's offense look somewhat competent half the time just because of how great he is. I think he's he's one of the few that give Darius Slay problems, and Darius Slay consistently says um, how great Terry McLaurin is. He's part of that crop of receivers that just got paid with A.J. Brown and uh, and all the rest of them. And I really, really enjoy uh, Terry McLaurin's game. And I would pay good money to see him play with, uh, I mean, Devontae Smith is obviously great, but McLaurin and AJ Brown, I will uh, take that all day. A part of this is because I have to spite and looking at your depth chart, there's no receivers. And I got to take a couple of good ones just because I'm intrigued to see who you're going to end up with. But I'll take one of the good ones from you here. Yeah. Terry McLaurin, just a phenomenal football player. Disgusting. 900 yards is rookie season and then three straight thousand yard seasons while catching passes from Sam Howell, mm-hmm. uh, from Carson Wentz, from mm. whoever else they can trot out there at quarterback. If you gave him a quarterback, I think he would probably be thought of in the same breath as a guy like A.J. Brown. And uh, he's just a step below that right now, largely on production. But his production's incredible, especially for being in such a train wreck of an organization. So I think that's a great pick. Right, doesn't drop a lot of passes either. That's that's another thing. Sure hands uh, only dropped. You don't consider three drops a lot, right? We don't consider that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Uh, so just three. He is d- definitely sure hands. And if AJ Brown's went all over the place, attracting attention, Terry McLaurin is just going to be uh, be disgusting. So I will happily uh, take him here. Now I'm going to focus on the defense because I don't believe either of us have cornerbacks. I don't think we do not. We do not have cornerbacks, which means I need to take one here. Now the question I have to ask myself, who is the best one in the division? Do I go Trayvon Diggs <laughs> because of his very uh, risky, you know, he gets nosy a lot and he tries to figure some things out. But the he, he did come down on his yards a lot last year and his picks did come down. But I think that's because he's attempting to become a more complete corner, not just be boomer bust. I'm either going to get the interception or allow a deep bomb. I think I am going to go ahead and select based on age two. I'm factoring age with the Eagles and the cornerbacks. I will take Trayvon Diggs at cornerback to get my secondary started. Yeah, the conundrum that you just talked through is why I haven't taken a cornerback yet because there's there's a legitimate (laughs) argument for four cornerbacks to be the best cornerback, I think. Uh, And it's just so tight. Uh, so I, I kind of went for value at other positions so far, but Trevon Diggs, Micah, and Trayvon on my team is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> you know they call they call him big play slay, but if you want a big play, you go to Trevon Diggs, and mm-hmm. he's either going to make a big play for the offense or the defense, and sometimes it can go either <laughs> way. But uh, I like that in a cornerback. I think in today it, it's the anti Gannon philosophy of mm-hmm. keep everything in front make him go on 12 play drives offenses are good enough to do that now mm-hmm. and so i would rather have the guy that's going to roll the dice and yeah he's going to give up a few 70 yard touchdowns but he's going to get some interceptions and get the ball back too and i mean at the end of the day what's the difference in giving up a 70 yard touchdown or a 13 play touchdown drive it 
it doesn't really matter. So I like the mentality with which he plays. I think he is was overrated a year ago because of his interception totals. Sure. Uh, but I think he's a he's a very good player, and I I would love to have him on my team. Is he top ten corner? Do you think? Ooh, I would have to go. I would have to go through. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one a lot. I mm-hmm. would say. Offhand, I would say probably not. I would say just outside. If I off the top of my head, just thinking about the guys like Sertan and like some of these other guys, I think Sauce Gardner, Jalen Ramsey. He might be outside. Jalen Ramsey's still good, people. Despite what people, I see a lot of people saying he was cooked and like he's going to be nasty with uh, Xavier Howard in Miami. He's going to remind a lot of people who he is next year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so that was two picks for you, right? I'm up now. Yeah, I went with um, Terry and Trayvon. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. yeah, who's he throwing to? Come on. <laughs> yeah, now we're hitting it. Now we're hitting a spot where I no longer have like a guy that I think is a clear standout above other people at the same position. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna double dip at receiver here and get my first two targets, mm. and I'm gonna take C.D. Lamb and oh. Devonta Smith. Okay. Right. I, yeah. Okay. So I I think uh, C.D. Lamb. 1,500 yards last year, 10 touchdowns, 12.8 yards per route run. Devonta Smith doesn't have quite the volume, but he still had almost 1,400 yards, eight touchdowns, 12.7 yards per route run. It's not the top tier of receivers in the division. You got that with A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin, but I think CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver one for the Cowboys. Devonta Smith would be the wide receiver one for all but about five or six teams in the NFL, so... I still feel really good about that as a receiver group. Yeah, that's 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 two solid picks. We all know what CD can do. Um, he's elevated very much so since uh, Amari Cooper left. He's had no choice, but he's elevated into that role uh, very nicely. And we all Devontae Smith goes without saying how freakish he can be. He can take over games on his own at times, even with AJ Brown. We saw that in Washington. We saw that in the Minshew game uh, against against Dallas, even though that was in a loss. But he was very clutch in that game as well. Uh, so I think you can definitely certainly win games with those uh, with that wide receiver duo. I just like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that puts you up on the clock again. Uh, yeah. What do you have for me? I think I'm going to go with Aziz Ojolari from the Giants because this linebacker position group in this division is not. <laughs> we know it's bad for Philadelphia. It's not too great either, either or else. You can, we, we always have the debate, edge rushers, linebackers, whatever. Do you want Leighton Venderesh in Dallas? You don't even know what he is. Jabril Cox is there. Uh, Jamin Davis is commanders. Like just not a very good group. I do like Aziz Ojolari and, and what he brings. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's pretty decent in coverage. I think he can definitely get after the quarterback when he needs to. Uh, I'm trying to find his, uh, his um his uh coverage grades here uh yeah he's pretty good in coverage doesn't well, he misses a lot of tackles but so does everybody else in the in in the division and he did have eight uh eight sacks in 2021 and five and a half sacks last season so when it comes to uh linebackers and the lack of talent there in the division i think i'm going to take the best one here unless you disagree and this is a linebacker i'm not thinking of but i like aziz's game and i think he'll be good for my defense yeah, I, I he wasn't on my list, but that's because I was going to go in pretty hard to get Hassan Reddick to kind of play that little <laughs> bit of a hybrid linebacker role for me. So. You were hoping you could drop him pass coverage a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, linebacker is not good in the division. Uh, oh. There's a few There's a few other names out there I won't 
give any of them away because I still have to draft a couple. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I think uh, where are we at here now? I eventually need a defensive tackle, and I think I'm going to take another commander, and I will take. <sighs> Which yeah, one? it tell it tells a lot about their defensive line that you said you're going to take a commander, and I still don't know which name to put. Yeah, in, I'm like, there's two of them that are a tough call. I think I am going to go with Deron Payne. I think I'm going to go with Deron Payne. I'm looking at them both here, and I am going to take Deron Payne. Yes. Yeah, all right. That's my final answer. Deron Payne. <laughs> uh, they, they're both really good. He and the other one, I'm not going to mention because I'm sure he'll take him at some point. But every time he plays the Eagles, you hear his name. Um, the sack numbers aren't there. He had 11, uh, he had four and a half in 2021, but did have 11 and a half last year. So he's coming on as getting to the quarterbacks. It's very tough to get to the quarterback from that defensive tackle position. We don't see, we saw it with Hargrave. Don't see it anymore, really, with Fletcher Cox. But he's a disruption over the middle. I think you plug him in there. You have uh, Montez Sweat, his teammate next to him. On my team, you have uh, Micah Parsons <laughs> coming off the edge wreaking havoc. I think you take Deron Payne and plug him in the middle. I think that makes the defense very, very hard to game plan against. All right, yeah, I think that's a that's a good pick. It's a it's a tough call between uh, Payne and his teammate Jonathan Allen. They're yeah, both just I took age. I went with age. Honestly, twenty six. Jonathan Allen's twenty eight. I'll go with age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they are both studs on the interior there. So, um. I think here, it's getting hairy now. It's getting hairy. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I'm going to go to another position that I think there's a gap. I'm going to go to left guard and take Landon Dickerson. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I think he is. I mean, I think he's better than the alternative at left guard. I think mm-hmm. he's a really good player. Um, he number two in pass block win rate, number one in run block win rate last year. So he's elite in both aspects. Only allowed one sack. I did commit 14 penalties last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy I was comparing him to actually committed more though. So uh, he's a little penalty prone and a lot of that, you see more penalties. It seems like in, on interior offensive linemen for holding in the run game than you do on offensive tackles anymore for holding in the passing game. Uh, I don't know why that is. Uh, it mm-hmm. feels like the league has shifted to almost allowing a little more holding uh, in pass blocking, but holding just becomes more obvious in the run game as you're, taking guys to the ground. So that's my theory. I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate or not, but I'll take Dickerson there. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and close out my receivers and I'm going to draft Jahan Dotson. Nice. Uh, I, I really like Jahan Dotson as a player. I, I thought he was overdrafted in the first round and I had to retract that and say I was wrong after last season. I thought he played really well. Uh, I mean, he only had 523 yards, but he had seven touchdowns, 14.9 yards per reception. And again, uh, who's his quarterback? So I think he's a really good player. Uh, I think putting him in the slot, uh, of course, CD lamb plays a ton out of the slot too. So I'm going to have some, I'm going to have a log jam in the slot, but I can bounce CD lamb outside. Uh, and I like that trio of receivers for my offense. Yeah, that's definitely uh going to Han Dotson. We're very familiar with him, obviously from his college days. Uh, I, I like what he brought to that offense. I think he's a very good third receiver. He should fit well with Devontae Smith and CeeDee Lamb. The only issue, I wouldn't even call it issue with your uh, receivers, is just like they're all kind of, I mean, I don't want to limit Devontae and CeeDee to the slot, but they all like kind of kind of play out of that position. So they Devontae and CeeDee plays outside. 
Uh, it's just that who's the who's the alpha? I guess it would have to be CD in that in that uh, situation. But you got Jalen Hurts, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Other than me, who is yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I don't know. I might say Devonta is the alpha oh, yeah? in that group. I mean, oh. if you look at like their alignment, uh, well, I'm I'll try to look that up while you make your picks here. I'm trying to think through. Um, how many? How much they played in the slot? I really don't think Devonta played that much in the slot, but I'm going to look that up while you make your picks, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, he, I know he definitely did some damage out of the slot. How, his snap count out of there, I'm not. I'm not sure, but he definitely does some. Uh, does some um, damage. Uh, twenty twenty. There. He he took twenty five percent of his snaps out of the slot, seventy five percent out at the boundary. So, and a lot of that. Uh, one of the things they really liked to do last year, by the way, you can watch for this during games this year, is they like to go empty backfield, mm. and they liked to put. Uh, they're running back out at the boundary and mm. then put Devonta in the slot. And so if you match that, you know, if you kick your cornerback inside on Devonta Smith, it's indicative we're in man coverage and you feel pretty good about him with a two-way release against man coverage. And if not, then you know they're in zone and there's a linebacker responsible for Devonta Smith. So that's something the Eagles really liked to do last year. Mm. Uh, I would anticipate they will do that quite a bit again this year as well. Yeah, even when AJ is out of the slot, he can just bully. If they really wanted to, they could let AJ just bully people, <laughs> bully nickel cornerbacks out of the out of the slot the whole time if they wanted to. So certainly interesting how they deploy. Uh, so CD Devonta and Jahan is definitely uh, intriguing. Uh, CD trio. CD took sixty two percent of his snaps out of the slot, yeah. and Jahan Dotson took it's loading. He took twenty six percent of his snaps out of the slot. So if you add that all up, I'm just a little over a hundred percent. So we can make this work. We can make it. Who work. the who was playing on the outside for Dallas? Was Gallup on the outside <laughs> for Dallas? CD, CD played sixty percent of the snaps in the slot last year. Yeah, yeah. He he operated out of. I knew he operated out of the slot a ton. I'm surprised Jahan wasn't in the slot more. It felt like he was, but I who guess was, not. Who was on the outside? Ty Hilton. Ty Dallas. <laughs> Ty yeah, and Michael Gallup was it. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean their their offense one hundred percent ran through CD in the slot. Yeah, uh, there's no sure. doubt about that. But yeah, Dalton Schultz lined up on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I can pull the numbers up for you here. Uh, let's see. They must have had Ty when they signed him. Just having out had him out there. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they did. Okay, in terms of snaps aligned out wide, uh, Michael Gallup ninety two percent of his snaps out wide. Wow. Uh, Noah Brown. 55% of his snaps out wide. CD, 36%. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. T.Y. Hilton took 55% of his snaps outside, but that was only 46 total snaps. So When he played, yeah, because he was signed. He was signed later on. That is why they had Noah Brown out there <laughs> to, just because they wanted to use CD Lamb in the slot. That's intriguing. Brandon Cook should probably help with that, though. Brandon Cooks can play uh, anywhere. An underrated signing, I think, that Alex had. I really, I really am excited for... Uh, for Brandon Cooks. Is it my pick? Is this where we're at? Yeah, it is. And yeah, just to touch on that, Brandon Cooks, that was a great acquisition. They gave Very up mm-hmm. almost nothing for him. Now, granted, they gave up pretty much what they got for Amari Cooper, who they should have just kept to begin with. But uh, Brandon Cooks is really versatile. He's played like over the last five years, he has played between 25 and 35% of his snaps out of the slot. So he can get into the slot. He can also be out wide. It'll give him a little more flexibility with CD lamb as well. Brandon cooks, uh, or not Brandon cooks. Um, uh, what was that? What, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, uh, for, for Amari Cooper. Um, it's intriguing how 
actually more shocking, really, that Dallas said, we're going to get rid of Amari Cooper because we don't want to pay his $20 million a year salary. And then all the good receivers started getting paid $20 million plus a year. So they should have just kept him anyway. Um, but yeah, it's neither here or there. That's typical Dallas uh, for you. My next pick, I'm going to shore up the other side of my secondary and take James Bradbury. Uh, I think in terms of CB2s, I think he's arguably can be a CD1. I don't know if I would trust him to do that. Uh, but with Trayvon on one side, uh, you don't even really have to like shadow receivers. You can play sides if you want to. For Badbury, only allowed a 45.3% uh, completion percentage last year, uh, a career best 51.6 passer rating when targeted. So not many people are completing passes against him. That's either a product of whoever's opposite him, but I also think he's very, very good regardless of what coverage we put him, we put him in. A lot of people were trying to uh, say that, uh, you know, he had that down year uh, with the Giants. He's cooked and all this and that. But Patrick Graham had him doing stuff that wasn't really uh, a game of his. He showed last season that he's still one of the premier corners. I know he's getting up there in age, but I will take if it's between he and Slay, I will take Bradbury. I think the Eagles were leaning in that direction also, hence why he got signed first and Slay made it work at the end. But I do like the tandem of Trayvon Diggs and James Bradbury. So I will shore up the other side of my secondary with uh, with him, Shane. All right. Uh, good pick there. I, I went again, I went back and forth on, I'll, I'll tell you how I had these corners ranked once we're done picking them. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see. I really went back and forth and I think it's really close uh, with the top, with the top four guys. So, uh, so, okay. That gives you one more pick. Uh, who is your next pick here? I think I am going to go with Zach Martin. At, you, wait, oh, you already took Zach Martin. My fault. Uh, Tyler Smith. I meant to say <laughs> Tyler Smith at guard. Um, or is he a tackle? He's listed here at guard, but his position is tackle. Is he, how yeah, versatile so, is this guy? <laughs> uh, I mean, you can. You, I'm fine. You can take him and move him around too if you feel like it. Uh, he was drafted. He was a tackle who was drafted to play guard. And then Tyron Smith got hurt last year. So after doing training camp at guard, he had to play tackle for the majority of the season. But Tyron Smith's supposed to be back this year. He's listed as Dallas's left guard. I think that's where they want him to play. But if something happens to Smith again, he would kick back out to tackle. Do I want to do I want to do that? Uh, give me. Uh, who are my tackles? Who are my tackles? Just my lot of. Can yes. Tyron Smith play right tackle? <laughs> sure. Put Tyron Smith at right tackle. I'll take sides. it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, he is might be the best one left because uh, I'm looking at these other names and it's not too great. And at least we know Tyron Smith can play when healthy. His health is the question right now. Um, you could make the case for like Andrew Thomas, but he is like solely a left tackle. So I don't want to move him around. I guess I don't know what, what uh, Tyron Smith's um, – Snap counts as far as how many times he's played right tackle, but I'll take the chances of him doing it over Andrew Wiley and some of these other guys on the team. Or yeah, I'll take him over Andrew Wiley because I know he's terrible. I'm not even going to take the chance of putting him there. I'll 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 roll the dice and assume Tyron Smith can play right tackle and keep my quarterback upright. Yeah, I think in 2022, uh, the Cowboys actually had Tyron Smith when he came back late in the year. They actually played him at right tackle because they had already settled uh, Tyler Smith into left tackle. Was he good so there, he actually though? How many he sacks actually, did he allow? <laughs> uh, so he played right tackle for the final four weeks of the regular season and okay. for their two playoff games. Okay. Um, let's see. He allowed one sack, 12 hurries, or excuse me, one sack, 16 pressures, 
no penalties in those five games. I'll take it. Put them right there. Works for me. Okay. Uh, that puts me back up. Let's see. What positions do we still share in common? Nothing on offense. Yeah, you better get some uh, corners up in there. <laughs> defensive in. So we still got some defensive line. Basically everything on defense. Uh, we share spots here. So I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and double dip corners here, so I don't get left out. I'm gonna take the guy who I think is the best cornerback in the division. In the division. In the division, best oh, cornerback man. in the division. It's Stephon Gilmore. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> I think Gilmore is the best guy. Ooh, in the you're division. a bigger Gilmore fan than anybody I know. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and stack age on top of age, and I'll take Darius Slay too. So both hamstrings are cooked in that second. <laughs> yeah. So now that now that those guys are off the board, so when I listed them out, I had Stephon Gilmore number one, James Bradbury two, Trevon Diggs three, and I had Slay number four uh, in terms of stacking those guys in the division. So that's kind of how I had them. Are you okay, Stephon? Broken Gilmore? down. But I have them all really close, to be honest. I need to hear the Stephon Gilmore reasoning. <laughs> I mean, I just think Stephon Gilmore is a really good player. He he's he was good. really he was really good last year. Uh, I don't know. He he's been good for a long time, and I, I think better than he's Bradbury. Good. Think? Yeah, I think so. Short term, at least. And you hanging on to them defensive player of the year <laughs> campaign you hanging on to that maybe i have to watch some tape of what he did with indianapolis i know he uh, he was all over the place in the eagles game i remember of uh, man you have gilmore as number one cb in the division man i had some that's some yeah it's close so he had i mean if you look back at his seasons and pff grades are not the end all be all Mm. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination but it's a good reference point to jump off with 2020 in new england when uh, you know, he wanted out all that stuff. Everything was going on. He had a bad year mm-hmm. outside of that. The five, the five years, 2017 to 2022, he had a PFF coverage grade of 87, 90, 85, 79, 81 over the last five seasons, excluding 2020 when he was in all the disputes with new England. So he's been consistently good over the long haul. And I know, you know, he's older, he's 32. He'll turn 33 during the season, uh, but he's just been really good for a long time. And I think he's still playing some of his better football. So, uh, but like I said, I thought all these guys are really close. Uh, and I think you can argue any of those four to be the best. You could argue the Cowboys versus the Eagles, who has the better duo uh, cornerbacks, really interesting uh, in this division. Yeah, I hope he's cooked for Dallas's sake. I'm not trying to see Stephon Gilmore be good anymore. So good. same, same. So let's all let's all pray. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You are up. You got two picks. All right. Let's suggest the safety position, I guess. Let's uh, let's go with uh, Donovan Wilson at safety from the Cowboys. He's all right. He's a, he's no, he's a band aid, but he can he doesn't he doesn't give up a lot of a lot of plays. He also has some um, special teams experience. Can give me something on uh, on special teams. He uh, quarterbacks only have a fifty one point three completion percentage when targeting him. He allowed just a sixty nine point zero passer rating. That's not bad. It's not bad numbers. I mean, it's not like top tier safety numbers. When you have cornerbacks like Trayvon Diggs and James Bradbury in front of you, uh, you know you don't you don't need great safeties. I think Donovan Wilson is the best of the rest, which isn't very you know it's not a high bar to clear there. Uh, but I like him for the most part. I like him better than J. Ron Curse. I certainly like him better than Edmonds and Reed Blankenship and whoever it is the Giants are deploying. Xavier McKinney. <laughs> I will take Donovan Wilson as the best of the rest, which is not saying much. Yeah, I, I had him ranked as the next best safety, but again, I. It's, if you took him, I'd have been done for. So I had to take him here. Yeah, it's not the best group, like you mentioned. So that yeah, that's one of your picks. You have one more left. Looks like we still share a cornerback, safety line, really everything on the defense except at defensive end. Unless you're going to move Micah Parsons to a full time linebacker, and you could take an edge. But other than that, it looks like everything's on the table. Well, think about it. Uh, I'm gonna take your guy who I remember on a prior podcast, you said that you liked a lot and I gave you flack for it, but now I'm going to take him here because he's actually not bad. And that is Leonard Williams. I'll take him. I'll take Leonard Williams here. Uh, to, I think you will correct me if I'm wrong. I do remember one pod. I was like, I don't think Leonard Williams is that good. And you were like, actually, he's very good. Uh, but I think that uh, Leonard Williams is going to uh, be a nice on the, the other defensive end. I do have one more end spot, right? Or is he DL? DL spot. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'll take him. Yeah. So that'd essentially be, he's essentially going to be a D end if you're running like three, three, five. He'd be D end if mm-hmm. you're, or interior if you're putting Micah Parsons as a hand in the dirt defensive end, which is kind of what he does for the Giants. He's kind of a flexible player that could play either spot. Right. Yeah. That's why I like him. I think the flexibility would be fine. I think he'll mesh well with sweat. Uh, Deron Payne, you have Micah in there. You have Aziz behind him. Uh, I'll take Leonard Williams there. I like how he fits. Yeah, uh, Leonard Williams is I, – I put him on my list as an interior defensive lineman. He's technically a defensive end for the Giants, but uh, he was number 10 in run-stop win rate last season, so he's yeah. a really good run-stopper in their 3-4, two-gapping. Uh, but he also had 42 pressures and four sacks. I think he's a really solid football player. I think I think we had an argument about this because I was talking about how uh, Jonathan Williams uh, uh, we're talking about um, the, the the commanders guys with Jerome Payne and those guys. And you're like, I think Leonard Williams is really good. And I was like, well, I would take the commanders guys over him. But I know you're a big Leonard Williams fan. So I had to take him from you. here. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so that puts me back on the clock. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish out my CB group. I'm going to take Adora Jackson, uh, who nice. I think is. I think you can stack the first four guys any way you want. I think Adora Jackson is definitely uh, the number five guy in the division. Uh, I think I spelled his name wrong, though. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, I didn't. I did not. Wait. No, I did not. So, okay. So I'm going to take Adora Jackson now that we cleared that up. That didn't look right to me. Um, and then we still share safety. I don't like any. Trust of the me, I'm not going. For, I'm not going for anybody. So you take. <laughs> I need some linebackers. I'll take Bobby Okereke. 
Um, yeah, he's good. I think he is. I mean, there's not a lot at linebacker in the division. I thought mm-hmm. he was a, best of the rest, man. Yeah, best I thought he rest. was a good signing uh, for the Giants. Getting him out of Indianapolis, I thought he was pretty good in Indianapolis. Now, obviously, it's easier to be good playing next to Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard or whatever his name is now. Um, I think it changed. That might not even be right. They might have changed it again. But Bobby Okereke, I think, is a pretty good linebacker. Uh, so I'll lock him up here and then kick it back to you. Yeah, I'll do the same. I'll finish out my cornerbacks uh, uh, here, and I'll take Kendall Fuller. I'll throw him in the in the in the slot there. Eight interceptions over the last three seasons. Uh, I think he's the prototypical build for for the nickel 5'11", 198. Um, I like I like his game. He's been reliable for the most part for the for the Commanders. I do remember him getting on uh, the nerves of of a couple slot receivers of the Eagles. So I'll take him here. I think he's a good spot uh for that at the nickel i i was thinking about avante maddox but i don't want like two eagles corners so i think i i do like kendall fuller's game and i'll take him here all right yeah i have maddox is better though i think maddox is better though but i like but like for this like for this roster i like kendall fuller for his fit if that makes sense yeah yeah i had i had maddox uh rated as the number six guy ahead of fuller but uh yeah i'm Fine with it either way there. You still have one more pick. Uh, it looks like linebacker and safety are all we have in common left. I let me let me see what's left at linebacker. You know, give me Nicobe Dean. Just do it. Just do it. Just give me Nicobe Dean. I mean, he's, we, we know what he's done in Georgia. Uh, we're hoping he takes the next step here in Philadelphia. He has very good sideline to sideline speed, very good in pass coverage, a very good blitzer, as we all saw from Georgia. I will bank on potential here. And because there's no not much other proven talent, so in this case, I will take the uh, the the high ceiling player in the Kobe Dean. Might be a homer pick, but that's what we got here at linebackers. All right, fair enough. So I'll close out the last position we have in common at safety. I'll take Malik Hooker. Oh, um, don't love Malik Hooker. Bad. Not much that's there. Bad. Not much there. So, um, and then for linebacker for my other linebacker i'll take leighton vanderesh uh he has not lived up to his first round hype but that's hard to do because you shouldn't select linebackers in the first round of the draft here's looking at you detroit uh but lve is still a good player uh and again not a good position group so uh no more positions in common here so uh i'll just throw it back to you why don't you give me your safety and then i'll we can close out our defenses yeah, I was going to go safety anyway. I'll take Xavier McKinney. Uh, I think he's the most recognizable name here, so I'll go with that for this for the simple fact of uh, of that. Uh, he only gave up one touchdown in pass coverage last year. That has to count for something, although he does allow 93.6 passer rating. Uh, but I'll, I'll take what I can get. Doesn't miss many tackles, only a 4.3% missed tackle percentage. I think, again, best of the rest. Uh, he had one sack. I'll take what I can get with Xavier McKinney. Okay, I will throw since we don't have overlap at positions, uh, the order doesn't matter so much here. So let yeah. me go ahead and finish out my defense and our defenses will be done. Uh, yes, sir. So uh, defensive end, I'm going to go Josh Sweat. Uh, nice. He ranked 10th last year in pass rush win rate. Uh, he also had 51 pressures, racked up 12 and a half sacks, and he did that while playing in a heavy rotation uh, that the Eagles like to use. So uh, if I can team Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick up to rush the passer. Uh, you can sign me up for that. And then for my other defensive line spot, um, th- this one's hard for me because there's two guys that I really like. Uh, I like uh, Jonathan Allen. 
I think he would be a good pick mm-hmm. here, but with Hassan Reddick, then Jonathan Allen is kind of playing like defensive end for me uh, a mm-hmm. little bit. And I also really like Demarcus Lawrence, who is a really good run stopper. I thought about uh, I thought about him for that three three five as a defensive end. Demarcus Lawrence was number one in run stop win rate while racking up seventy pressures at defensive end. Jonathan Allen was number nine at pass rush win rate from the interior, racked up seven and a half sacks and forty seven pressures. But I think for the way this defense is set up. Dexter Lawrence playing the nose tackle, Hassan Reddick rushing off of the edge in that 3-3-5. I think it's got to be uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's a better fit here uh, with his run-stopping prowess at a position that he's already played. Uh, so give me Demarcus Lawrence to finish out my defense. Yeah, that's tough leaving Jonathan Allen off the board there because I really debated him and Deron Payne, and I went with I went with Payne. But uh, again, for your scheme, for much of the reasons why it's at Kendall Fuller, I think uh, Demarcus Lawrence makes more since uh for me for my third receiver i'll go brandon cooks here uh six a thousand yard seasons don't let the number of teams fool you still a very very good receiver very reliable i like him in the slot in this particular case you can pretty much move all these receivers anywhere but he has the speed that defenses have to respect i think he would mesh well with mclaurin as well as aj brown give me brandon cooks at this pick here all right you want to go ahead and finish out your offense um yeah i'll take uh darren waller at tight end um uh, I think he still has some juice left. I know that he was kind of out of favor in in Vegas, uh, but I think he still can be a uh, a Pro Bowl tight end if his health is in check and everything goes right in the offense. I think he is second best. If Dalton Schultz was still here, I would take uh, Dalton Schultz, but he is not here. So I will go with Darren Waller because uh, I, I do like Logan Thomas. I think he's a good tight end, um, but I'll go with uh, Darren Waller. here. He's the proven talent. He has a couple Pro Bowl seasons. I'll go with him. Yeah, he had a bad year in 2022, but who didn't in Las Vegas? Um, exactly. He 2021, he had like 600-something yards, but he had back-to-back 1K seasons in 2019 and 2020. I think he's a good player, and I think that the Giants are probably going to get the most out of him. Yeah, it's a good spot for him, to be honest. So, And that leaves only your right guard slot left. Who is yeah, playing right guard for you? Not Cam Jurgens, I'll tell you that. Uh. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Let me see who's 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 left here. Uh, right guard, right guard. Hey, it might be Cam Jurgens. Is Mark Glowinski is not good? I'm going to assume. No, he's not very uh, good. Not very good. Uh, you already took Zach Martin. Oh man, it's not. It's not great. So what happens when you leave trenches to last? Uh, Sam Cosby, not good either. Uh, he's Sam who Cosby. I had number two at right guard in the division. I'm going to take Cosby over Cam Jurgens. Just because we don't know what Cam Jer- I mean, we assume he can play right guard here in Philadelphia, but he was drafted to be center. Sam Cosme, I will go with at this pick because I know he can play right guard, and that's what I need right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this can be a topic for another podcast, but I don't think Cam Jurgens is playing right guard this year either. Uh, oh, man. You got Tyler Steen up in there. I do. Yeah. Uh, base. I mean, we're going to sit a second round pick for the second year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, best man. case scenario is like your your plan is then Jason Kelsey retires after 2023 and then you have to shift him from right guard to center and then no, you have just to draft another center then you have like to they did pl- with Landon they'll just draft another center <laughs> then you have to plug Landon in a new right guard and then you're changing two spots and the Eagles don't like to change two spots if they don't have to so i think it, it, it all things equal which neither guy has played right guard so it's a it's a adjustment for both of them but the eagles like tackle size guards not center size guards i think jason kelsey and 
uh, Cam Jurgens right next to each other could be problematic. We know the stuff about Lane Johnson likes to play next to bigger guys. Um, I think it just makes more sense unless Cam Jurgens is just a lot better than Tyler Steen, in which case do it. I think it makes more sense to put Tyler Steen at right guard and then he's your right guard moving forward like was expected. And then Cam Jurgens just plugs in at center next year. So that's what makes sense to me. It's what I think is going to happen unless Tyler Steen just looks really bad. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that is a good point. Because if the margin, like Cam Jurgens is like, and Tyler Steen, if the margin isn't that great, you just play Steen because that's what you're hoping for anyway. Tell Cam Jurgens, hey, man, hang it out another year. Maybe Kelsey retires. We'll figure it out and, and kind of go from there. Just feel bad for the kid. The draft is so high. I'm sure he wants to play, but you can't. You're not going to unseat Jason Kelsey. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And. And to be clear, I, he was he was great. Like I thought he looked really good in that preseason game as well. Mm-hmm. He looked good enough the Eagles pulled him out of the game. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for him. I just think he's a center, probably. So anyways, all right. So I will finish out my offense here. Uh I'll start off at running back. I'll take Tony Pollard. Um I I like Tony Pollard. Uh, he had a thousand yards last year, and that was with Zeke taking a lot of the carries away from him. He actually faced a stacked box more often than Zeke did and was more efficient when doing so. Uh, his 5.2 yards per attempt topped Saquon Barkley's 4.6. Uh, the big stat I really like, he had 3.76 yards after contact per attempt, which is uh, uh, over a yard more than Saquon. Uh, he had 394 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. So I think he's kind of an all around guy. We'll see if he can hold that efficiency with more volume, but he had enough volume to get to 1100 yards last year. So, mm. and then at offensive tackle, uh, we've talked about him. I'll take Andrew Thomas. Uh, Andrew Thomas had an abysmal rookie year in 2021 yeah. with New York, similarly to what Evan Neal did in 2022 as a rookie top mm-hmm. pick at tackle really bad in his rookie season. Andrew Thomas played at almost an all pro level in his second year. He allowed only four sacks all year, 23 pressures, only committed two penalties. We talked about Landon Dickerson committing 14. Andrew Thomas committed two penalties last season. He was top 10 in pass block win rate. I think he is a really good left tackle. And then I will close it out at center. I'm going to take a rookie. I think he's the only rookie Mm. that's on this group, but I'm going to take John Michael Schmitz. Uh, rookie center for the Giants. They took him at 57 overall in the draft. I forget. Uh, I can actually, I'll check my big board and see where I had him ranked, but he was pretty high on my big board. Uh, if I can actually find my draft spreadsheet here, uh, it's either him or you take Tyler Biotish for Dallas and he's fine, but I like the idea of taking a guy that I think is more high, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He is more high ceiling. Ceiling. Yeah, potential. high ceiling. So I, I really like John Michael Schmitz. And so I'll do it. I'll make him the only rookie on this list. I think we That's didn't take fine. any other rookies, did we? I don't think so. I mean, the Kobe Dean's essentially a rookie linebacker, but it is it is <laughs> not not oh, like yeah, pure sure. pure rookies. Uh, thanks for plugging in Dak Prescott for me. I mentioned earlier why I had to take him. Not happy about it but he's the second best quarterback. I'm not going to avoid it just because I don't like Dallas. I'm hoping the offense is good enough to hide the mistakes that that Dak Prescott can create for himself. So let us all pray that that works out. Yeah. Uh, John Michael Schmitz. I had him at 42nd on my big board. So I had him as of all prospects. Yes. All the prospects. Yeah. Oh, nice. And one of the other guys that uh, dives that did draft coverage with us actually had him at 17th on his big board. So he was really high on him. So 
Giants got a good good value. Yeah, I think they got a good value there. So uh, here we go. I'll, I'll read these teams off. Uh, if you guys are listening on audio formats, we will post this out on Twitter with the episode link. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's it's up here on the screen, so it's a little easier to follow that way. But uh, my offense is uh, quarterback Jalen Hurts, running back Tony Pollard. My wide receivers are CeeDee Lamb, Devonta Smith, Jahan Dotson, uh, and tight end Dallas Goddard. And then my offensive line left to right is Andrew Thomas, Landon Dickerson, John Michael Schmitz, Zach Martin, and Lane Johnson. Uh, Victor's offense is quarterback Deck Prescott, running back Saquon Barkley, receiver trio of A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and Brandon Cooks. His tight end is Darren Waller. And then his offensive line left to right is Jordan Mailata, Tyler Smith, Jason Kelsey, Sam Cosme, and Tyron Smith. On defense... Up front, I have Josh Sweat, Dexter Lawrence, and Demarcus Lawrence. So I'm getting the double Lawrences here. Uh, Hassan I got Reddick, the double Smiths on offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Hassan Reddick is rushing off of the edge for me. My linebackers are Bobby Okereke and Leighton Vander Esch. And my secondary is a trio of cornerbacks, Stephon Gilmore, Darius Slay, and Adora Jackson with safeties Cameron Curl and Malik Hooker. Up front, Victor has Montez Sweat, Duran Payne, Leonard Williams, and Micah Parsons. His linebackers are Aziz Ojolari and Nicobe Dean with his secondary. Trio of cornerbacks, Trevon Diggs, James Bradbury, Kendall Fuller, and safeties, Donovan Wilson and Xavier McKinney. So that is it. That is our all NFC East squads drafted against each other. You guys are going to have to let us know on Twitter. Uh, we'll get a poll put up who you guys think won this draft. We put these teams head to head on a field. Which team's going to win? Uh, Victor, how do you feel about your team as a whole now that we're done? Uh, I like it. I pretty much like it. I mean, I don't like quarterback. I think, <laughs> think Jalen Hurts gives your team uh, the edge there. Love my receivers. Uh, definitely love my corners. Um, I actually don't mind linebackers because I do like Aziz and I'm big on the potential on the Kobe Dean. The D line is good. I'm pretty good. I'm not crazy about Sam Cosme and Tyler Smith. Offensive line maybe can get a little shaky there, but as far as offensive firepower goes, I'm very happy with the way it shook out. Yeah, your your receivers uh, are a big step over mine. I think mm-hmm. uh, I really love my trenches, though. I think. I yeah, went. The, you, I embraced the full Eagles thing with drafting <laughs> trenches here. I think I, I went on trenches. I think you win uh, in your secondary and your receivers. So it kind of comes down to if my pass rush can kill you. I think. Yeah, yeah. I need to make sure I can cover shit. That's, <laughs> but that's that's uh, very two philosophies. It'll be interesting to watch a team of these rosters, though. I'd be very intrigued to see, to see how this shakes out. I would put my money on the team that Jalen Hurts is leading, though. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. I think that whoever has Jalen Hurts probably wins the fan vote since it's going to be almost all That's Eagles what I'm saying. Fans, I'm pretty sure we'll I'm going to go with it. <laughs> but I got AJ. I got AJ. And you and I got Jason Kelsey, so we'll see. On a on a pure per capita Eagles draft picks, I've got eight and you've got five, so. Oh, you got Slay, Red, yeah, Reddick, Sweat. I got Bradbury. I got some of the lesser Eagles, Bradbury, Nicobe, my, my lot. Of, no, I mean, the people like my lot, but from a popularity standpoint. I'm hoping AJ Brown could do it for me, but you got Jalen Devontae Goddard lean. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough to bet against. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that is going to about do it. Like I said, we'll get this all tweeted out for you guys. I hope you enjoyed uh, this exercise. Uh, get used to it. It's the off season. Yeah, it's the off season. If you guys have an idea, you're listening to this podcast and you're like, listen, instead of drafting NFC East teams, you guys should have done this instead. Hit us up on Twitter. 
My DMs are always open at Shane Half NFL. You can reach out to Victor at the Philly Pod. Let us know what you guys want us yeah. to talk about. We're going to be putting out episode roughly every other week until there's more content. So uh, we're always looking for topics, things that you guys would find interesting is what we want to talk about uh, until we get back into that regular season routine of preview, review games and things like that. So be sure and reach out to us on Twitter. Um, as always, like this show, uh, like, subscribe on YouTube, five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts is greatly appreciated. Victor, I don't know why I assume the host uh, role for this outro here, so I'm going to hand it back Follow off to me. you now uh, and let you, you take it. us you out of it. here. You got it. Yes, be sure to subscribe. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. You can find me at the Philly Pod. Be sure to reach out. Let us know. Maybe we'll rank position groups on the team. Maybe we'll draft NFC South. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll figure, we'll, we'll figure it out. But appreciate you guys all the same for tuning in throughout the offseason, throughout the dog days of summer. It's going to be a long road. We got about a month until training camp kicks off on July 25th. And then we'll be able to overanalyze Jalen Hurts throwing motions and all that fun stuff. But until then, we'll catch you guys on the next EPA podcast brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation. Until the next one, y'all. Go Birds.